everyone, and welcome to episode 182 of the Savvy Girls podcast. This is Melanie, and I am podcasting from Montreal, Quebec. And in this episode, I was lucky enough to have a couple of friends help me out. So it's not just going to be me, don't worry. There's the lovely Christine, Stitch This Freud on Ravelry. She's from Regina. She's been on the podcast before, so we have a chat about her knitting and about Regina and about her list of of life goals that she wanted to do. We talked about that last time. And also my friend Esther from here in Montreal. I think she's been on before too. She's on talking about Icelandic knitting and Czech traditions and other things that are totally related to a knitting podcast. Anyway, sit back, put your knitting needles beside the pond, get on your skates and go skating because it's winter. And then enjoy the show. And I say, hey, so here I am. This is Melanie. Hi, everybody. And here I am in Montreal, Quebec. I am here for a couple of weeks. It's been a bit okay. I guess I'll do a little catch up on what's been going on. So I was in Alberta alone. I got to Alberta and Savvy Mom promptly left to go to Ottawa to see Deborah and her babies. Yep. So anyway, the bird and I, once again, we had hung out alone in December. We hung out alone in January, end of January, beginning of February. And even though I have possibly the best bird in the entire world, and in case you don't know, she's a tame sparrow. She's a, a sparrow who fell from a tree, got taken to a rescue in New York, and I adopted her, and she is the best bird in the entire world. But um, bar none, there's no no debating that. But you know, as good, she she has her own things to do throughout the day. I mean, she she needs to spend a certain amount of time every day on the towel rack, um, pecking at the towel rack and sitting on the towel and preening herself. And she's discovered the vanity mirror in in the bathroom. We have one of these portable vanity mirrors where you could flip it from one side to the other. But she likes it half flipped and she likes to sit underneath. There's a bit of sort of a T-bar underneath. She likes to sit on the bar so she can look down at the stand, which is a mirror, look down at the bar, which is a mirror, look up at the mirror, which is a mirror, and then look over at the bathroom mirror, which is also a mirror. So she that's her, <laughs> her favorite spot right now. So she needs to spend a certain amount of the day there. She also needs to spend a certain amount of day on this plant stand my mom got as a gift, this little spindly plant stand where you can, there's no plant on it now, obviously, because it's the bird's toy. And it's about a foot and a half high. She can either sit on the bottom, sit on the top, and she likes to sit there and peck at the ghost bird in my mom's cabinet where she keeps pretty things, which she can no longer access because it's the bird's ghost bird mirror cabinet. And then she spends some time on my computer or on my dad's old computer, depending on her mood, watching bird videos on Facebook. And yeah, and then on her cage or in her cage, you know, making comments about what's happening out of the window. So unfortunately, with all of those things to do, it doesn't always leave that much time to hang out with me. So it's a bit lonely, very lonely when I'm home alone. I did that. And then here I am in Montreal and I'm here to write a script for a show that I will possibly two shows. Well, I have to. I, there are two shows I'm doing this summer. I have two scripts to write. I have written neither, but definitely there's one script that I would like to finish this week, next week while I'm here, and also I will be doing some workshops with kids, and I want to get those already. So anyway, I'm here to work. In theory, there's been a fair amount of drama here so far, so very little work has gotten done. So, Airbnb. Airbnb can be wonderful, but it can also be so frustrating. You just, bah, you just want to throw poutine at everyone. So I got here and I had picked a lovely flat very close to the area I wanted to be in. Not quite, but very close. And it wasn't cheap, but it wasn't, definitely wasn't the most expensive. So I thought, okay, I'm treating myself for two weeks. Got to the flat. It wasn't clean. It just, it wasn't filthy, but it wasn't clean. And they had talked about on the listing how they hired a professional company. And I know what a professional cleaning company results look like. These were not them. I mean, there there were spatters on the mirrors. There was food spatters on the oven. There was old goo in the fridge. This, this is not what it looks like when it's professionally cleaned or even unprofessionally clean. This was not a cleaned apartment. This was a quickly tidied apartment. 
Also, there was rat poison under the, or mouse poison, lots of poison pellets, loose, scattered all in the kitchen. And when I went to the sink to use it in the bathroom, it basically fell off. So not okay. Also, the bathroom, when you turn the light on, the fan also turned on and it was so incredibly loud that just girl can't relax to do her business. Just can't do it. It's too loud. Anyway, not okay. Just not okay. And not as represented. So I called Airbnb and it turned into a giant fudge storm of drama for a day and a half. They, you know, the owner said they wanted to fix it, but to, to clean it since it wasn't cleaned up to my quote exacting standards. They wanted me to, after I spent, I spent an entire day on the phone with different people from Airbnb. And then, and then I was told that I would have to come in the next morning and supervise the cleaning. And I said, dudes, I'm here for two weeks. And one of those days has already been taken up by dealing with this. Anyway, long story short, I got most of my money back. Not all, but most. And I think I'm going to leave it because they also gave me a coupon for this new place. So in the end, it equals out. But I just, I just can't deal anymore with, with this. It has been two days. Anyway, so drama, drama, drama. I'm in a new place. Now, it's beautiful. It's clean. Unfortunately, it is in a basement and I don't like it. May, I didn't come here to live in a basement as cute as a basement is. It's still it's not what I wanted. I and if any of you live in a basement, I'm sure it's great. But I just I just wanted this. It's not there's a whole house over you and it's certainly not damp, this basement. But it's just it's not and it's very sunny. They they made these stained glass windows. It's it, they made it as sunny as they could, and the whole front is open with these doors. You you, the door goes straight out from here, and it's very sunny. It is. It's just a basement, and that is not what I wanted. And it's fifteen minutes away from the coffee shop I wanted to work in, so I'm going to head there in a few minutes. But yeah, so that's not. It wasn't exactly what I wanted, but it's it's. It was the nicest thing available at the last minute in this neighborhood, anywhere near my price range. So here I am. Here I am in Montreal. You know, when I'm thinking of places I wish I could live, this is one of the front runners. And I suppose I could live here. I just, the thing with Montreal is I only have one friend here and Esther's fantastic. She'll be on the podcast today in a few minutes and probably will podcast again for the next episode, maybe talking about something. So there's Esther. She's having a baby. So and which is great. Um, and but I don't know anybody else. Actually, no, I know one other guy, another performer. And we we met for coffee while I was dealing with this Airbnb thing. We sat there at a cafe and and I would go and yell at Airbnb in the hallway and then come back and then I'd go and cry at Airbnb in the hallway and then I'd come back. And this guy, ugh, we're not friends. I can see us meeting maybe once a month for a coffee, maybe, but I don't, I don't have friends here aside from Esther and Esther's a really good friend, but it would, I don't have a social group here, which I think would be hard. Montreal's great. It is. It is. Uh, let's see. What have I done so far? I've been here. Um, I guess I've been here six days already. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So aside from dealing with the apartment, I saw my friend Esther. She'll be on the podcast later. Esther is having a baby, just like Deborah, just like Jen in Alberta. Everyone, everyone is having, seriously, uh, that everyone's having babies, but the, but she really wants a baby. So this is good. Um, if you're listening, Esther, which I assume you are, yay, I'm excited about your baby. Um, so Esther's having a baby. And then we visited Deborah two days ago, we, Esther and I actually, we rented a car and I drove to Ottawa where Savvy Mom is visiting Deborah, and we visited her babies, which are cute. They're, they're cute. They're babies. So it's more time with babies, which was good. And, um, then what else? I, I had a date here and just an online date and it was a bit of a disaster because he didn't speak English, which I, it's okay. I can speak French, but his French wasn't fantastic. He's from Buenos Aires. And so he spoke in this really heavily accented French, which just meant that I couldn't understand it. Spanish accented French is different than other accented French. It's hard to understand because a lot of the pronunciations are Spanish, but they're French words. And anyway, it was hard to understand. We went to a bar and he talked really quietly about something. I think he was a vet, but his attitude was it's just a job and people should have the money to fix their animals. And it's just it was just. 
no, it wasn't a good time. It wasn't a good time. I didn't have a good time on that date. I, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Montreal. So here I am. Here I am in Montreal, and I have not gone to the yarn store yet. Although, although I am two blocks from another yarn store, not the one I usually go to, but another one. So there's a yarn store really close to here that I will be checking out. After I leave Montreal, I have some travel coming up. I don't know what yet. And this is the thing. We're already on ooh, 18th of February. And I know I know that a month from now, I will be heading to Shanghai to perform. But I don't know what I'll be doing exactly before then. So I'm waiting on a bunch of potential concerts. I'm waiting for people to say, hey, you're going to Egypt. Or hey, you're going to Sudan. Or hey, you're going to Barbados. Or... There's another couple possibilities. So I have all these possibilities. None of them could work. All of them could work, both of which would be a problem. Both of those scenarios at this point, um, because there's not that much time before I have to go to Shanghai. So there, there's all of that. Uh, so I'm, I'm waiting on that today. I suppose it's a beautiful day, but I should spend part of it sending follow-up emails. And um, that's what I'm doing, I guess. I'm not knitting anything yet. I just, there just hasn't been time. But I suppose I could start something today. That would be, that would be something that I could do. What else is there to talk about? There is Swap Petition. I have opened up the sign up for Swap Petition. So, <sighs> Debra, my sister, whom I love, is not always the most responsible person when it has to do with the podcast. She was supposed to send out the Swap Edition prizes from a year and a half ago. She promised to do it. She said she'd do it. Finally, she, I, she had some... She moved. She, I don't even know where the prize yarn is. It's somewhere in, her, somewhere in her house, possibly not unpacked. And she sent me coupon codes to send out as prizes. They're really good. They're for, for, for really good patterns. But apparently I sent them out, and I've already heard back. They're expired. So, oh, Deborah. So I have to deal with that today, everyone. I sent prize notifications to. I am sorry about that if you're listening. I think I've already emailed you also. But yeah, so that. So anyway, I'm in charge of Swap Petition this year. So things will run smoothly, I hope. So sign up. Sign up. In case you don't know what it is, it's a swap. It's a competition of you... You get matched up with a partner somewhere in the world or somewhere in America or Canada, if that's easier for you. You send them a great package. You get a great package, and people are super creative when it comes to packages. So you get a package, you send a package, and it's fun. Plus, we give prizes, in theory, for the best packages. But actually, this I will... This is... I'm going to be on it this time. And those people who to whom I owe a prize who just thought they got a prize, but actually they don't work. I will, I will fix that. Deborah will have to fix that, but I will fix that. Worst case scenario, I will buy you all coupon codes. Uh, so don't worry. It's, it will be sorted out. So yeah, the theme for this swap petition is fresh start. And it's a fresh start because it's going to be spring eventually by the time we do this. And I'm saying the sign up deadline is March 15th because it's okay. Things are a little slow here in the winter. So take your time, but do sign up by March 15th, and then I'll match everybody up, and you can start working on your packages. And you should sign up. It actually is really fun. And I am, I am traveling a lot this spring, so I will be, I will be kitting out my package from, from the UK, from Shanghai. It's going to be a pretty good package, I have to say. I've, I've, I will brag in advance. I plan to put together a really cool package for somebody. And I actually did a little shopping already of a couple things that I, I might pick the person to suit the package a little bit because I did buy a few things that were really cute that I thought should go in a package. So yeah, swap petition, sign up. You know you want to, sign up. All right, CD update. So my CD is coming along. It's so close to being done. Since I'm not in New York, things move a little slowly because I'm not exactly first on the recording engineer's list of, of things to do. So all the songs but two are mixed. There are still two to mix. I've been putting in last changes, though, for even the mixed songs. I went back and made a breath a little quieter here. The little things you don't even think of. You know, you could hear the the bow of the fiddle hit the fiddle in a couple places. And, and that's natural, but I thought it took away from the, from the line. So, you know, took that out. Just little things. I'm doing these last expensive little 
little tweaks on the CD. So it's coming. It is coming along. It's really close, getting really close. And I have thought about it. I am going to do a little crowdfunding thing just to try. It's basically a way to pre-order the CDs or order any others of my CDs. So next episode, I'm going to announce that, I think, just because it's not quite ready. It's been on the list of things to do, but I had a grant I had to apply for. I honestly, I spend my whole day, I feel like, on my computer unpaid. So I'm going to be doing a crowdfunding thing for the rest of, you know, it's been a real, I could have bought a horse. I could have put a down payment on a house. Probably not, but still, it's been a really expensive CD. I think it's worth it because people need to create art. Art needs creating, but it has not been cheap art. So yes, if if you're interested in supporting this project, I will let you know more about that. And like I said, essentially, it's it's pre-ordering the CD, which you know you want because it's going to be cool. It's got all sorts of neat songs on it, not knitting songs this time, but but songs from the 1970s, popular rock songs, old English ballads, Kurt Vile songs, Cole Porter songs. It's it's quite the mix. And I love it. It's my favorite. They are my favorite songs. So, okay. We're going to move on now. I have two friends helping me out with this podcast. So here we go. Let's let's have a chat with them. Everyone, this is Melanie, and I am here with Christine, our Stitchfest bride on Valerie. And if the connection isn't great, it's because she is two, almost two provinces away. Well, two, one time zone, one province equals yep. two. Yeah, I'm uh, podcasting from my house in Regina, Saskatchewan. What's wrong with your province? Why don't you do daylight savings time? Because sometimes you're on our time zone, and sometimes you're not. Uh, no, it's what's wrong with the rest of you for doing daylight savings time. We did it during um, the war, to win the war, I think. Uh, yeah, and I think, I, I believe the history of why we don't do it, and I believe Arkansas or somewhere in the States doesn't do it either, um, is because this is a largely farming province uh, historically, and so, like, the cows still needed to be milked at the same time. It didn't matter if you changed the time or not, so the farmers were like, this is dumb, let's not do it. And uh, they've recently done research on, like, whether... Um, daylight savings time is like a net benefit or not in terms of like energy usage and that sort of thing and apparently it's totally not a benefit at all yeah it's really confusing so lots of experts are saying we should abolish it and so Saskatchewan is feeling somewhat smug because we just never did it but it is somewhat confusing to live here because I have friends and family in Alberta which sometimes we're on the same time zone and sometimes we're one off like right now and then I have friends and family in Ontario, so sometimes we're two hours, and sometimes we're one hour from them. So it's a little confusing, but, you know, that's okay. So, okay, you were telling me, since we're talking about time, how's your Olympic experience going so far? Because it's the Olympics uh, right now. Yeah, it is the Olympics right now. Um, and, oh, I meant to pull up and see how Canada's doing, if we have any medals yet. We have um, three medals. I think we have two silver and a bronze, I think. Yes. Uh, yeah, so all I've seen so far was the opening ceremonies on uh, Friday morning here. I guess it was probably Friday night in South Korea. But, um, yeah, the time zone here it was 5 a.m. So uh, I'm doing some Ravelenics projects, you know, like the Knitting Olympics, but we're not allowed to say Olympics because it's trademarked. Um, and uh, so I wanted to start, you know, as soon as I could, which is the opening ceremonies, which started at 5 a.m., so I got up earlier than usual so that I could watch the opening ceremonies and cast on my Wonder Woman scarf. I'm using the classic red and gold, which also happens to be my the school that I work at, my school colors. So I figured it was like double duty. I could wear it on like school color day and because uh, I don't have much that's red or gold. So it works out well. Well, I know Carissa, she's the one who designed it. She's coming. I actually know something about knitting. Um, she's coming cool. out with a new book of shawls this spring because I test knit one of them. And she's great. Her She's so nice. And her designs are really nice. So I'm a, I'm a big fan. That blue and green one you made that caused your mom to fall on the ice? Yes. Yeah, that one. I mean, it, the, the designs may injure people who are near people wearing them. <laughs> but but they're, I, I love that scarf, that blue bon- shawl, the blue bonnets forever shawl. I would... 
I would almost say I'd knit it again, but I love the one I have, so there's no need. Right. You'll just have to make sure you don't catch it on Velcro or something horrible. Uh, right. I'm not going to actually wear it, but I have it. <laughs> right. You can't wear things that are nice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have to say that shawl was a joy to knit. Unlike unlike the other shawl I knit before then was not a joy to knit. It's beautiful. It's it's probably the most beautiful Pink thing one? ever. Yeah, the, the um, Glastonbury Thorn shawl. Beautiful, not a joy to knit. But this one, once I figured out what I was doing wrong a lot, it was just lovely. Fair enough. So what are your Ravelinix projects? Because you should be talking uh, about knitting, not yeah. me. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm making the knitted Wonder Woman uh, wrap uh, by, I think it's Carissa Knits is the... Uh, her sort of designer name. Yep, Carissa Browning, um, Carissa Knits. Yes, and so I considered making the crochet one, which would be way easier for me, but, um, you know, it's, it's the Olympics, they're supposed to make a challenge, so I'm trying to do this, but I've never done short rows before, really. Well, okay, I used them a little bit on, you know, the cat octopus that you saw at my house? Yes, I do. I had to use short rows on the tentacles to make them, like, triangular and not, like, all the same thickness the whole way through. That's the only time I've done short rows, and that was, like, three years ago. So I'm going to have to relearn short rows, and, yeah, I'm not going to be able to knit on this while we talk because it's way too much complicated. So because I can't work on that, for example, while talking to you right now or while I was at my friend's house last night um, for a birthday party, I decided I also needed a sort of grab-and-go project that I didn't need to think about very much. So, uh friend of mine who's a teacher at my school just had her last day at school before her baby arrives later this month and so she she's having a baby boy so I thought I'd make her a simple baby blanket that I could do as a Ravel X project as something that I can stick in my purse and do wherever and not have to look at a pattern so it's like I'm doing a corner to corner crochet blanket which I've never done before and kind of hurt my brain to read the instructions, but then I watched a video and it made a lot more sense. Um, yeah, so I'm using one of those self-changing yarns that's like in big, thick stripes. Oh, nice, the self-striping yarn. Mm-hmm. Well, not quite self-striping. It's like um, more of a, like, really wide stripes. So not like self-striping stock yarn. Um, it's just acrylic because, you know, babies and they'll need to be washed. It's a Bernat pop cake of yarn that has like five colors in it and so it starts at one color and then there's like a large starts at light blue and then sort of a medium blue and then a purple and then a dark teal and then a turquoise and then it goes back to the first two colors so yeah i sat at my friend's birthday party last night and crocheted a huge chunk of it so i think i got like three different colors done last night well, sadly, I yeah. actually I actually so, know the ball of yarn you're talking about. I've seen it in Michaels, so um, yeah. I do I do exactly know what you're saying. Yeah, um, they're they're very appealing looking, and I know that there are like nicer versions that are natural fibers and stuff on Ravelry, and that you can order from nice yarn stores. But uh, this will be easy care for a total non knitter new mom. So yeah. So a lot of people I know have gone on mat leave, and now you know people on mat leave. Don't you think for knitters they should have, like, cat leave, where you just, like, get a year with your cats? Like, if I get a new cat, I should get a year off? Yeah. Sounds amazing. Don't you think, like, there should be, I mean, knitters love cats. There could be cat leave, and you just, you know, it takes a year to figure out about the litter box. That would give you, you train them up. (laughs) Right, because much training right exactly and you you train them not to eat birds and you you know they not to spray your bed and you'd have a whole year at your almost full salary to do that I think that that sounds fair we should that sounds amazing yeah I bet that would be more needed for a new puppy who would need some significant training yeah that doesn't rhyme so cat leave it is uh I would really like to know why we haven't heard Colette's voice yet I would I think she deserves a voice like the gerbils had a voice you know I think you're right I guess partly because now and then she will let out a squawk, a real squawk. But um, you're right. You know what? When my mom is best at that, so when when I get her, I will. She will give the bird a voice. Nice. I like it. And we'll lose the last couple listeners that are left. No problem. (laughs) (laughs) They're gone. I don't know. It's it's the the gerbils were amazing. I was just listening to. I don't know. I was bored. Needed some knitting podcasts, and my there's. Although there have been some lovely updated Savvy Girls episodes recently, which I've, I've been very excited to see. Um, you know, a couple of hours isn't enough for my whole week of 
walking to school. So I was listening to really old episodes of The Knitmore Girls, your nemeses, sorry. Um, and uh, I listened to the episode where they discovered your podcast, and they were talking about how charming it was that your gerbils were doing uh, knitting magazine reviews by eating them. Oh, I totally forgot about that. <laughs> you know, that was a long time ago. <laughs> They're like, yes, they did some reviews, and well, we won't spoil the surprise, but um, the gerbils were doing the reviews. So that made me think of uh, how we really need to hear from Colette. I think you're right. I think you're 100% right. So, okay, I will be back here probably in a couple weeks, I, I, I guess. I don't actually know where I'm going to be, but probably here. And if so, I will. Mom will hook us up with a bird voice. Nice. You heard it here, folks. She's just committed to this. It's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Next, although I suppose Mom could do it without me, but I think, I think it would be better if I were there. Right. Haranguing her on. Hmm. I had, where's my list? I had a list. Oh, you are way more prepared than I am. I don't even have clothes on. I mean, I'm not naked. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I have a bra. Sure. I have a, listen. Podcasting naked people. I have podcasted naked before, but I'm not today because... <laughs> oh, yeah, you podcasted in the bath once. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. There, yeah, I, I have. Yes, and I've done it in bed with Deborah. Oh, yes, there have been multiple bedtime ones. Yeah, yeah but no, <laughs> this, is just, this is just on the couch with a very angry-looking bird... Across the room. She doesn't know she's going to bird camp tomorrow, but I think she knows because... She, that this, something's wrong? The suitcase comes out and her cage gets cleaned every single time. She's not done. Uh, yep. That's like the, the cat definitely gets very concerned when we do a big clean of the house because either we're about to leave and either that means he will either go on a plane um, or be left alone and have some stranger come and take care of him or... In some cases, it means that we're having a big party, and so there will be a million people over. So he looks at us very with a very concerned look whenever we start deep cleaning the house, which oh, tells no. me how often we clean our house. <laughs> we, we got a cleaner recently, so it gets cleaned when we don't do it, <laughs> which is good. Good for my sanity. But uh, So are you doing any Ravelinx knitting, Melanie? Um, I kind of wanted to either start another shawl or make another Poet Society, Tam, because I really like them. I realize one can only wear so many hats at once, which is one. It's just that I have the needles for that. Unfortunately, all of my worsted weight yarn is in storage in New York, I learned last night. Oh. Um, so that makes it a bit difficult. I have... No, I think that's basically all of it. So that limits what I can make Poet Society, Tam-wise. So I could buy a skein of yarn in Montreal. I might, I mean, it's good to support. I am, the place I've rented is like, it's a block and a half from the local yarn store. So that I could. That sounds like good knitting content. You could go there and maybe interview someone at the yarn shop. Exactly. And possibly buy yarn. Do you I, have a project on the go right now? It could be your whips wrestling for, that's a, that's an event in the Ravelinx, you know. I do not have any knitting on the go, except for a pair of socks I started like maybe seven years ago and probably I'm never going to finish and I don't know where they are. And a shawl I started two years ago that I think it's time to pull out because it's the wrong size needles, the wrong... Actually, that's worsted weight. Oh, you could salvage that yarn. Actually, it's amazing yarn. It's Anzula yarn. It's beautiful. I really wanted a shawl out of it, but this shawl's not working for me. So Is this the one you were making in Regina this summer? Yes. It is really nice yarn. Thank you. I think it's that, that might become hat, actually. So, okay, I do have worsted weight yarn. It just needs a little tugging, so I'm going to have Frog Olympics. Oh, yeah, that's, a, that's an event, too. I think it's called... Um, here, let me look this up. That seems like a very uh, achievable... It's just to rip? Yeah, it's totally well, to rip achievable. It out, and then you can see if you can also make a hat. So, um, how do I... Oh, right, edit project... Add tags. Let's look. Aerial Unwind. Yes, Aerial Unwind is to rip up an unwanted project. Huh. So there you go. I think we've discovered your Ravelin knitting. Exactly. So yeah, I guess there we go. There's mine. What else? Because last time we talked was August. No, July. July. July yep. In Regina. So what else have you been up to? I'm a teacher, so lots of teaching, you know, the next generation science stuff, which is good. I'm teaching lots of science this year, which is excellent. And I'm trying to do less work at home, so that means more knitting and crochet time, which is good. Oh, I, speaking of frogging projects, I frogged a sweater that I started crocheting in, I guess it was 2012, or maybe the very beginning of 2013 when we first moved to Regina. But I had been 
under, uh, I'd been, I'd been in denial that it was too small for the last two or three years. That was actually part of my 30 list last year. I think I might've mentioned that. It was almost up to the armpits and it was like a yoke sweater. So it was like bottom up and then the sleeves and then you attach the sleeves to the side and then you're supposed to do like a yoke. Um, and I still want to make the sweater, but I didn't really understand about ease when I decided what size I was. So it was super skin tight and kind of like sausage casing, which is not very attractive. Like it required a significant amount of tugging just to get it on so I could take the before picture before I ripped it out. Ah. And so, okay, back to the list about you. How did you, how did you get through your list? You, to remind Uh, people you had a list, you were turning 30, I think, right? Yes. I turned 30 in September. And so I decided that for the year 2017, I would do 30, I would have 30 goals for the year. And so I talked about a few of them on the podcast. Yeah, so I ended up doing 28 out of 30. Wow. One of them that I didn't get done was flying a plane because my friend who was a pilot who I was visiting in the summer, his his plane was having multiple mechanical difficulties over the summer. And by the time it was fixed, there was one week left and he was going camping and we couldn't get up to see him. So, yeah, I didn't want to fly a plane with mechanical problems. So that's on my list for this year, and <laughs> we'll try again. And the only other thing I didn't do was I was like, oh, I will get all of my holiday crafting and purchasing done in November, but then I was making a scarf for my dad and a cowl for my mom, so that didn't happen. But I did all my other stuff, so it was pretty cool. I feel like it was a success. So here I am with Esther. Esther has been on the podcast before. Hi, Esther. Hello. And Esther is an expert everything. Everything you do. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Also super modest. <laughs> Extremely. So Esther's is from the Czech Republic. And how are the Olympics going for you this year? We're winning. Not only, tell about your student. Yeah, my... <laughs> I think she doesn't even remember me, but... But still. But... 20 years ago, I was teaching English to a small girl, and she just won the, the gold medal. She and Czech everybody. Republic's done pretty well. They won third in, what was it, something else I watched yesterday? They were, uh, space casing? Yes, maybe. Yeah. Uh, there were two skiers, I think, who got a medal. A snowboarder, too. So we have five, I think. You're oh. doing pretty well. Really? Yay. <laughs> all my merit <laughs> yes <laughs> so um, alright Esther I think we talked about this last time you can do anything like when you suggest we get a pizza you make pizza dough from scratch yeah I don't do anything I just like, suggest things that I can do <laughs> <laughs> and you made cookies and squares and you just you just she just everything she does is great but she's also a knitter so okay Esther talk about your knitting a bit because this is this is what you're doing is new for you yeah, because we're having a baby. Not so, not Esther and me, I mean. No, yeah. It was close. It was close. <laughs> it was close, but she met a boy. <laughs> but I met a boy. So we're having a baby, and I'm knitting for the baby. And um, actually, I had a long list of things that I wanted to knit for the baby. And then I called my mom, and she told me she was doing... Uh, she was knitting blanket for the baby. And then it turned out it's not only a blanket, but... Because lots of other things which were on my list, too. I can just try them off. Great. But you are knitting. Okay, now, I think last time you were on the podcast, you talked about Norway. And how about you lived in Norway, and most you only knit from Norwegian patterns. Yeah, but now I'm, I'm knitting from an American one, and I don't understand much of it. So <laughs> Melanie has to translate everything to me. Okay, Esther found a vintage pattern from 1917 online, and she actually knows how to read it and is knitting a sweater from this pattern? So far it's easy. So far it's just knitting, but... But it's uh, got a shape. It's got arms and you... It's got arms and it will hopefully have a collar. So it's like a, ba- a baby sailor sweater. It's really cute. It's with a really cute collar, if it works out. Well, you've got a couple months no. to figure this out. <laughs> so maybe you can tell us the story about when you went to Iceland and bought yarn. 
It's a good story. Mm-hmm. I went to Iceland. It's exactly one year ago. Okay. In February, and I was, I was just uh, changing planes in in Reykjavik, so I wasn't. I did step on the Icelandic cell because we had to get off the plane. <laughs> does that count? It might. Ca- I did the same thing. It so. does count. Okay. It does, does count. count, but it doesn't count because it was February, and there was no snow in oh. Iceland. So. Maybe it was just fake Iceland with rain. <laughs> right. So yeah, I was changing planes there, and the first time we changed, I went to I went to Berlin actually. So the first time when we flew to Europe, it was at I think between four and six o'clock in the morning. So everything was closed except for a small coffee shop. But on the way back, they had all the duty free shops. Open. When I say all oh, the duty free, there are three of them. It's like all connected. It's there are three, really, but they're all the same shop. It's really small. Is 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 the tiniest airport which I've ever seen. But it's so clean. The bathrooms are so very clean. clean. I know you have to go downstairs for the bathrooms, but they're so clean. They're so clean, and they have the the taps for bottles and everything. Did they really? Yeah. Which is nice. And they had good sandwiches upstairs. I was I was a big fan of that airport. I have to say, <laughs> I really enjoyed it. But so anyway, um, they had oatmeal squares also had, at the cafe. Really? Mm-hmm. I didn't see the oatmeal squares. That's what I had. <laughs> <laughs> and this is good because the airlines do not feed you really no, if you take no, the cheap no. airlines. It's no. low cost, and all you can take on board is a purse. Mm-hmm. It's not a, even a hand luggage. It's just they charge you so much. Purse. Wasn't it like eighty dollars for a, a for? But I don't know because I didn't. I didn't so my either. husband is, was flying to to Berlin. With KLM, because he's a he's a famous filmmaker here in Quebec. Because his his ticket was paid for, <laughs> <laughs> and he took my luggage because he could have two luggages and two pieces of luggage. Yeah, probably. yeah, and you had no luggage. I had nothing. I just had my purse, and uh, and not, but on the way back, I had a li- very big bag because <laughs> because I went to the duty free shop and I thought. I will be a really nice wife and I will buy a sweater for my husband because they had all these beautiful Icelandic sweaters. But they're really expensive. They're really expensive. And also I couldn't choose which one he might like. So I didn't buy them. And while I was looking for the sweaters, there were several drawers in the... They had what these displays with the they had these displays which, drawers underneath, which had which had drawers underneath. So I opened the drawer and there was yarn. Well, I didn't open the drawer. I stopped there. I stopped there too, actually. And I this fall and I couldn't find any. You yarn. have to open the drawers. Why didn't I open the drawers? <laughs> Why did I not break the rules? Like, oh, okay, sorry. Go so on. There was a lot of yarn, but uh, still not enough. So I asked if they had some more, and they had some stuck outside. And they brought me all the yarn they had, and I bought it. <laughs> and the the advantage was that they the all the prices were in Icelandic crowns, so I had no idea what it cost. <laughs> I knew it was only a fraction of what the sweater cost, so I was thinking it would be not that expensive, but I had no idea what it cost, so I just bought all the yarn, and they couldn't find a bag which would be big enough for all the yarn. <laughs> I guess the airline couldn't object if it's duty-free, right? They can't tell you no once. Exactly. Wow. Yeah. Except on the way back, I was sitting next to the to a giant, so it was a little bit difficult with all the yarn. <laughs> right. So is that is the sweater I'm looking at now? Is that it? No. Is that no. Icelandic yarn? No. Uh, I made... A lot of mittens with that. The uh, Simon sweater is from the yarn. So, he wasn't wearing it a minute ago, was he? wasn't wearing it. I was going to... Okay. I think it's really important <laughs> to show sweaters on the... On the radio. On the radio. <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful sweater. Yeah. So this is... Uh, all this is the... The isolating yarn. But this is from Chevrolet. This alpaca. Oh, so okay, so the part that touches the skin is alpaca because yeah. it's softer. It's just uh, on the uh, so the the cuff, not the, the cuff. Yeah, around the neck. No. Did you just make this pattern up? No. Okay. Well, kind of. <laughs> of course you did. I started it uh, according to a pattern, but then I um, couldn't really figure out how to finish. So it's beautiful. Did you do yeah, these on round? Were these on round needles or yeah. did you? Okay. Mm. Wow. And this was, um, what do you call these? Like when you have 
five different needles. It's knitting in the round. Yeah, so so I was knitting on uh, the sleeves were on. on so you knit them like they were socks. Yeah, up up up. Okay. Yeah, um, so that's a, that's beautiful. And it's an easy person. <laughs> and your husband is a problem, which we're going to publicly talk about. It's evolving hats. Oh, I thought it was just alcoholism. No, <laughs> I was like, what? Are you no, talking about for the that? record, he's not an alcoholic. He's from Quebec. Yep. Oh, so drinking is month. Mon- yeah, and he's not. Yeah, he, yeah. No, no. <laughs> his hat problem. His hat problem. Yes. Well, it's kind of like alcoholism because he denies he has a problem. <laughs> <laughs> but I, he has a. Pro- I've been hearing about this for years, and I feel yes, he, uh, uh, he has a problem with hats. That his hats tend to disappear. So his hair knit hats. These aren't just any hats. These are hats. All, all of his knit hats, oh. but now all of them are hand knit. So that's <laughs> even more serious. But some of them disappear in the apartment, and we never find them. Most of them disappear elsewhere in the world. Oh no! Didn't he lose a coat? He lost a coat too. Yeah. Okay. So we went to we went to see his father, when I was knitting him a hat. Well, my husband knows for his father, and his father was like, "Why are you knitting him a hat? He already has one. Why <laughs> why would he need two hats?" I was like, "Well, he might lose the one he has." And we were there for the weekend. We came back to Montreal. And he didn't have his hat, nor his coat. Oh dear! So, yeah. So it disappears. So I have to knit hats all year long just to make <laughs> sure that he will have one. But you make the patterns up for hats, don't you? You some, most. He has a big hat. Uh, hat. <laughs> he has a big head. So, uh, so you have to. Even if you have a pattern, you have to still to make it bigger. It. <laughs> yeah. So okay, sometimes people travel, and when if they, if someone goes to the Czech Republic, what do you think they should see? What is since we haven't you're an expert mm-hmm. on that as well as everything else, as well as everything else. Oh yeah, they should. What should people see in the Czech Republic? Because everybody goes to Prague, and everybody goes to Český Krumlov. What? Where's the second place? Český Krumlov. It's it's a medieval town in the south. Yeah, I've never been there. You've never been. I've been to Prague maybe ten times. So, <laughs> so if you're Melanie and you go to the Czech Republic, no you one's go ever to mentioned Czech, this place. Český Krumlov. But you've been to Kutná Hora. Is that the castle the, we went to after the your Osuri, or... wedding? No, no, no. There's dead people and I haven't seen them. No, it's 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 uh, it's a church. And everything, like all the decoration in the church, is made from uh, from no. human bones. I saw the one in Rome, but I didn't. There's one in Czech Republic. Yeah, there's uh, there's oh, one geez. in the Czech Republic. So Where you need to go back, Melanie. Is it in the medieval town? Uh, it's no. Well, it's uh, it used to be a medieval town when they built it. Uh, it's about one hour away from Prague. Okay. Wow, it's really I, close. I haven't been anywhere. So next time you come, we have to we have to do a road trip in the Czech Republic. I did go to that place with you after your wedding, Karlstein. Yeah, Karlstein. Yeah. Karlstein. If you're traveling, <laughs> um, it's an amazing castle. You have to book it in advance, I think, mm-hmm. right? It used to be a royal castle, so like a royal uh, country house mm-hmm. in the 14th century when they built it. And there's a beautiful chapel it with so with original paintings. Really beautiful one, so that's worth visiting. But I think you have to reserve it in advance. Yeah, the chapel. You can you can visit the castle. Usually, when you come on the day, they would have tickets. But for the chapel, it it took months in advance to uh, to book them. So okay, where else would you? Where else in the Czech Republic would you recommend then? Since I've been to one of the three places you recommended. <laughs> oh no! So there's also well, there are lots of places. So it depends what you want to see. If you like to, there's a. What I like about the Czech Republic is that there's a large network of, of paths, like through the countryside, in the mountains, but also in the regular small con- uh, countryside villages, which like bike like, paths. Are these the bike paths? No, that's or the for hiking? walking. Really? For hiking, yeah. Oh. Even for bikes, but there are not that many. Because I know you can bike. I biked out from Prague on your bike mm-hmm. um, to that small town. One of them, you just go and go and go and yeah, go yeah. and go, and, and then, then you, you start hitting all these different towns. And then you train, uh, take the train back. Oh, I just biked back. <laughs> it was really sore. But anyway, uh, no. But there's a back, uh, bike path which leads to Vienna. 
So there's like one of the European oh. bike paths which which cross several uh, countries. It's difficult to speak in in English. I have all the French words, but nothing. <laughs> yeah, your uh, English is great. But then, uh, yeah, the hiking paths, I really like them. See, almost every small town, when you step off the the train or the bus, you would you would have a bike path in front of you. Uh, walking path. Walking path. Walking path. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can just walk wherever you want to, an, to, to another food. village to get food. So okay. get, what foods then? Another train. What foods? If you're going to if, say if you're going to the Czech Republic, most people go to Prague. So if you're in Prague, yes. I, know, I know what I recommend. But what do you recommend? I recommend the pizza on the on the boat on the pizza <laughs> boat. The pizza pontoon. Someone corrected me once. What is nice in in summer? And now you will tell me you haven't been. But uh, on the on the hill above the city, you have a big summer uh, summer beer garden. Nope, haven't been. <laughs> <sighs> I have no idea what, what what we did in Prague when you were there. <laughs> we biked around and we went we went to see the Jacques Brel show. That was and then we okay. hang out with your mom. Um, yeah, and I we, think people who go to the Czech Republic should should hang out with my mom. Her mom is so first. great. Yeah, and we saw that elevator, the magic elevator yes. with no door. There's this. Can you explain it? I think it was it was it was common everywhere around the world when they started making elevators. They were just cabins which would move in a loop very slowly so you would wait for the cabin to arrive and then you would step in and it would take you wherever you wanted to go and you, you would step off again but it doesn't stop it, ne it never stops so you have to go really fast and then it's really fun if there's one in a municipal building so we went to the yeah, municipal so that, building yeah, in, in the Brooke. municipal uh, in the municipal house in the There are several several buildings, public buildings, which have them, so you can try them. Prague one has them. Prague, the city of Prague has them as well. Prague seven has them, so they're everywhere. But uh, we were always uh, always told that you can't really go all the way up because then the cabin will turn upside down. Will turn upside down, and then you will fall and break all your bones and die basically in the cabin. You're supposed to die by being defenestrated. You're not supposed to die in it. Yeah, exactly. So that's, that's why you can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, but then a couple of years ago, I went to an office building and I was sorting out my papers and I forgot to step off. Oh no! Were you scared? <laughs> I was so scared. I was like, no. <laughs> so I held to the to the railing. I was like, now I'm going to die. But it actually doesn't uh, doesn't turn upside down. It just kind of moves. Uh, onto the next. Oh, it moves over. Yeah, it moves over onto the next. Um... Yeah, I don't know the word for this either. Yeah, it moves over. Yeah, and then it goes down. And then it goes down again. So ah, I didn't die. You didn't die. But it was scary. Now, I think last time you and I we talked, or was it Elise and I? Someone and I talked about your Easter tradition. Yes, how we get uh, how you get whipped? How you get whipped at Easter? Are there 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 was another fun tradition we talked about? I just don't remember what it is. What there were hmm. other holidays? Was it the Saint Nicholas? It was, but I forget what it was about that. But Saint Nicholas, the the saint, comes to visit children, and usually he comes with an angel and a devil. And the saint has a large book which where he has like all your life, well, not all your life, but the past year, everything that you've done, all the good things and the bad things as well. Mm -hmm. So he opens the book in front of the children and then he looks at it and he sees that sometimes you were nice, but sometimes you were like jealous at your sister and pulled her hair. I mean, we've all done so, that. Yeah. So he sees all of that, and then it depends on him. He he will judge you, and then he will see if you deserve a present from the uh, from the angel, mm -hmm. or if you've been really bad and you deserve uh, deserve a pr present from the devil. What do you get from the devil? Coal. Coal. Okay. Fair yes. enough. Hell. Right. Coal. But sometimes, if you've been really really naughty, the the devil will the devil has a big. Big sack. So if you've been really naughty, he puts you in the sack and he he takes you away to hell. <laughs> and it's really scary. It's uh, yeah. Whenever when I was small, whenever I saw them, I, I just hid because. What you saw the devil? 
When I saw the... Uh, yeah, because they're, they're, you, you can see them from the window when they're coming. Ah. So then you just have to run away. Wait, they actually come? They come to your to, they come to your house. Like, for real? For real, yeah. So you have the three. Sometimes there's more of them. Like, sometimes the, the same comes with more angels or several devils. They actually... Like, you actually see them come to your house? You see them come to your house. And then you're supposed to face the saint who knows everything. So... All the children in the country are really traumatized by this. <laughs> and who does someone dress up as this? Like, what? Yeah. So when you're when you're about, I don't know, fourteen, fifteen. Uh huh. You start dressing up as them, and then you realize it's a good way how to earn money. Oh, okay. If you're older, get drunk because the parents will offer you <laughs> things. I love your holidays so much. So yes, yeah. go to the Czech Republic. But not on the on the fifth of uh, uh, December. Yeah, not on the fifth of <laughs> December. Or you might get thrown into a bag and taken away to hell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Or defenestrated any other day. Right, right. Because that's what we do every day. It's neat and it's sweet. It's a ding dong treat. Knitting socks for little feet. With your knitting all day long. Knitting's friendly and knitting's fun. Knitting's good for everyone, and that is why we sing this knitting song. Thank you for listening to episode 182 of the Savvy Girls podcast. If you'd like to reach me, I am Melanie at SavvyGirls.ca or music at MelanieGall.com is my other email address. I Let's see, we're on Ravelry, of course, under Savvy Girls Podcast, on Twitter, Savvy Girls PCast, and I'm also on Twitter under Melanie Presents. I do try to tweet different things because one's about performing and the other's about theoretically knitting. I'm also on Instagram under Melanie Presents. Maybe Melanie Gall Presents at that point. I'm not sure. And I should check. We are on Twitter, uh, Facebook, Savvy Girls Podcast. Basically, we're everywhere. It's not hard to find. So join us on social media and and the the fun keeps going. So yeah, that's it. Keep warm, keep knitting, and tend to your knitting. Kitten. Do you know why? Why? Because I hate knitting!